Howdy everybody, Dr. Andy Woods here. I'm the pastor teacher here at Sugarland Bible Church. I'm back with my friend, colleague, fellow elder, associate pastor, Dr. Jim McGowan. This is Pastor's Point of View number 276. Today is November the 3rd, 2023. We have a, a prophecy update for you today and really the tie that binds um, all of the information that we're going to be sharing relates to the war that's broken out in Israel, leading to the worldwide hatred of the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. Yeah. And um, just before we went on the air, uh, I became aware of this headline from CNN. It says, the White House announces a national strategy uh, this was just posted a few hours ago. National strategy to combat Islamophobia. Wow. So you talk about a situation where they're calling up, down, left, right, black, white, white, black. Um, yeah. You know, really what's happening is the world is turning against Israel and in general, the Jewish people all over the world, as we're going to show. Yeah. The White House ignores that completely and tries to make it sound like it's the Jews turning on the Muslims. Right. Um, I mean, how many examples have we had of the Jews killing the Muslims here in the United States, you know, as a, as a result of the events beginning October 7th? I mean, if it's happened, it's terrible, and you, but you need to look for it, you know, literally with a microscope. Yeah. Um, the, the opposite is occurring where uh, Islam is turning against the Jewish people. Yes. So with all of that being said, since this is a prophecy update, let's go ahead and start with this uh, quote we've used the last few times, quote from Charles Feinberg, what he said in 1950. All right. Quoting Charles Feinberg, the last section of the latter part of Zechariah's prophecy deals with events in the distant future. As a portion of the prophetic scriptures, it is second to none in importance in this book or any other Old Testament book. It is indispensable to an understanding of the events of the last days for Israel, the time of the great tribulation, and the establishment of God's kingdom on earth. In the time of our passage, all the nations of earth will be bitten by the virus of anti-Semitism. Everybody's upset today about viruses. Yes. Well, here's a spiritual virus. Yes. Uh, at the end of the age, every nation on the earth is going to be bitten with the virus of mm. anti-Semitism, Jew hatred, yep. irrational hatred for the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Feinberg said that in his Zechariah commentary. He was obviously commenting on a couple of verses that we like to refer to. Yes. One of them is in Zechariah 12.3, uh, and the next one is in Zechariah 14.2. But can you remind us of those two verses? Yes, sir. Reading from the New American Standard 95 update, Zechariah 12.3. It will come about in that day that I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all the peoples. All who lift it will be severely injured, and all the nations of the earth will be gathered against it. And then the chapter 14 prophecy, if you can just read verse 2. All right, Zechariah chapter 14, verse 2. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city will be captured, the houses plundered, the women ravished, and half of the city exiled, but the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city. So that's why Charles Feinberg in 1950, you know, just two years after Israel became a nation, where world sentiment was largely behind Israel because of the they had emerged from the Holocaust and everybody recognized they needed somewhere to, to live in safety. But Feinberg said the world is going to turn against the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. And I have to tell you, Brother Jim, I've studied these prophecies for years. I just didn't think it would happen so fast. And I didn't really think it would happen in my lifetime. Yeah. But we are literally back to the late 1930s. Yes. You know, some of the things that we're going to share, um, of course, was on the eve of Hitler's takeover in Germany. Right. But there was a tremendous um, uh, uh, anti-Semitic mindset 
that sort of paved the way for Adolf Hitler. Yes. And, and that's what we're seeing manifest before our very eyes. So with all that being said, here's our outline that we're going to try to follow today. Got a lot of ground to cover. We're going to look at the folly of the two-state solution um, and see how Russia, Iran, Turkey, and China are fitting into the identical anti-Semitic orbit predicted in the pages of God's Word uh, 2,000 years ago and yes. much earlier when you factor in the Old Testament. And then we'll sort of wrap up our thoughts with clear evidence of global anti-Semitism. So let's go ahead and start with this two-state solution. Um, Israel is being forced to recognize um, this state that they want to build within Israel's borders called Palestine. I mean, how, how well is that going to work? Just look at Israel's relationship with Gaza. Yeah. Now, this uh, comes from an article from the Jewish Press November 1st, 2023, by Martin Sherman. It's entitled, Into the Fray, Gaza Misconceptualizing the Conflict, Miscomprehending the Enemy. Because the idea is, you know, if, if Israel would just kind of get together and chat with these folks, everything would be great. Right. But what he points out here is there is a culture within Gaza that is creating all of the problems that we've seen yes. since October the 7th. It's not... Uh, bad leadership subjugating the masses. It's it's a culture uh, starting from the bottom, filtering right up to the top. And these are people that you just can't uh, negotiate with. No, absolutely You not. can't dialogue with. So help us with that article. All right. There is a prevailing myth that the general population in Gaza is the hapless victim of its radical leadership. This is demonstrably false. Indeed, the population in Gaza is not the victim of its Islamic leaders. On the contrary, it is the crucible in which that leadership was forged and from which it emerged. Nothing can underscore the gruesome truth of that assertion more indelibly than this excerpt from a chilling telephone conversation between an elated Gazan terrorist and his enthralled parents rejoicing over the slaughter of Israeli uh, civil, uh, civilians. The terrorists now. Hello, Dad. Dad, open your WhatsApp right now and see how many I killed with my own hands. Your son killed Jews. Father responds, God is great. God is great. May God protect you. Terrorist. Father, I'm talking to you from the phone of a Jew. I killed her and her husband. I killed ten with my own hands. Father, God is great. Terrorist. I killed ten. Ten. Ten with my own bare hands. Their blood is on my hands. Let me talk to mom. Mother. Oh, my son, may God protect you. Terrorist. I killed ten all by myself, mother. Mother, I wish I was there with you. Continuing the article, the varnished truth is that, excuse me, the unvarnished mm -hmm. truth is that correctly conceptualized the conflict between the Jews and the Palestinian Arabs over the control of the Holy Land is a clash between two rival collectives with irreconcilable foundational narratives. They're, they are irreconcilable because the reason or purpose uh, of the one is the preservation of Jewish political sovereignty in the Holy Land, while the uh, reason or pro uh, product of the other is the annulment of Jewish political sovereignty in the Holy Land, thus generating irreconcilable visions of homeland. As such, the conflict between the Jews and the Palestinian Arabs is an archetypical zero-sum game in which the, side, the sides gain inevitably imply the other side's loss. So keep this in mind when you hear about this two-state solution constantly. Um, if we can put up our map, the trouble is coming from Gaza, which is in the southwestern portion of the map there. You can see it's an area that the Israelis gave back to the so-called Palestinians in 2005. They had only one in one election and they elected Hamas. Yeah. They, they destroyed virtually anything 
the botanical gardens, anything that would uh, 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 point towards civilization. Mm -hmm. When the Jews had control of that, the Hebrews, they they destroyed it and they used it as a a beachhead for terrorist activity. And if that's what they did with Gaza, what what in the world do you think this culture is going to do with a two-state solution where the uh, world community is arguing they ought to turn over that lighter brown area too? Yeah. Uh, Samaria and Judea, if we can look at the second map there, what they want control of is the the so-called West Bank. And what we have to understand is Israel is dealing with an an entirely different culture, with an entirely different mindset from the bottom up, starting with the families. That's right. And how do you sit down side by side? with such people? How do you live side by side with such people? How do you negotiate with such people? How do you, um, you know, dialogue with such people? I mean, what Israel is being forced to do is basically an impossibility. It's, well, well, how do you know if they're ever telling the truth? <laughs> I mean, the very religion allows them to lie to further their purposes. Yeah. And it allows them, as the phone call referenced in that article demonstrates, um, you know, it allows them to, um, their family members to be, you know, proud of their children for, you know, killing Jews, unbelievable. essentially. It's unbelievable. So, um, and I, I hate to say this, I don't want to be a bearer of bad news, but I will just put it this way. Once this issue gets uh, resolved from one side or the other, um, the Muslims are not going to be happy with that because it's coming to a theater near you. And and right now our border is wide open. We have no idea who's coming across. And this same bloodthirsty, hateful mindset is pouring right into the United States. And if you think this is some kind of skirmish in some remote part of the world that has no impact on America, um, you're not paying attention to what's going on. I mean, what they say in Iran perpetually is death to the little Satan, Israel, death to the great Satan, United States of America. You're dealing with a um, ideological power that does not operate by any semblance of rules of society. What you're saying, Pastor, needs to be emphasized because if they're doing this in Israel and they're coming here, what do you think they're going to do here? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So with all of that being said, let's go to our second category. Really categories two through five deal with the nations that the Bible anticipates for the last days are fitting into their prophetic orbit. Yes. And the the Ezekiel 38 and 39 picture, which we talk about frequently, has not gotten uh, more ambiguous <laughs> since October the 7th. It's gotten uh, clearer and clearer and yes. clearer. Yes. Every single nation is fitting into the orbit that the prophet Ezekiel predicted those nations would fit into 2,600 years ago. So let's go ahead and start with, um, with Russia. Notice the Ezekiel 38 and 39 map. We have Rosh, who we believe is Russia, circled. Uh, Russia is going to make a move into the land of Israel in the last days. Prior to 1917, as we've pointed out, Russia wasn't going to invade anybody. They certainly weren't going to invade Israel because Israel didn't even exist in 1917. Because Russia, prior to the communist revolution in 1917, was a Christian Orthodox country. But everything changed with the communist revolution. And now that this war has broken out beginning October the 7th, you can see more and more um, antagonism growing from the side of Russia against the Jewish people. So with all of that being said, notice this article from the express.com, October 30th, Charles uh, Bradley, the author, Vladimir Putin turns on Netanyahu as he sees Israel as Russia's enemy. It's exactly what Ezekiel said would happen. Yes, it is. So what is that article about? Vladimir Putin will now see Israel as an enemy as he moves closer to Iran and sides with Hamas in the Middle East, a former speechwriter for the Russian president tells Daily Express US. 
Hamas has called Russia its closest friend as the terror group vows to release eight Russian hostages kidnapped during its October 7 attack in Israel. Putin appears to be breaking from his previous line of neutrality over Israel and Palestine. This week he called on Israel to cancel its ground invasion into Gaza. Abbas Galiyamov, a, a former speechwriter for Putin from 2008 to 2012, who lives in Tel Aviv, tells Daily Express U.S. that Putin has become more reliant on Iran for weapons, and this is why he has shifted to a more pro-Palestinian stance. More reliant on who? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Iran. Iran, okay, yeah. let's factor that in. Yes, he said, quote, for many years Putin was really skillfully keeping a middle ground between Israel and Iran, but recently Russia became dependent on Tehran because of arms deliveries. Quoting, he lost his chance to be an independent player. It was probably that Iran said, we support you in Ukraine, you support us in the Middle East. Putin had to follow Tehran. In the Middle East, Russia is quickly turning into another Iran proxy, just like Hamas and Hezbollah. The situation in the Middle East has led to unrest in Russia, in Dagestan, a predominantly Muslim region, an anti-Semitic mob stormed the airport to search for Jewish people flying in from Tel Aviv. RIA reported that 20 people had been injured, including two who were in critical condition. They also reported over 60 people were detained. Now, this situation in uh, Dagestan, if I'm pronouncing that right, just file that in your memory banks for a minute. We're going to come back to that. We have a whole article on that. Mm -hmm. But here is uh, Russia saying, you know, Israel, we really want to get along with you, but... To be honest with you, we're, we're kind of dependent on Iran, who is one of the players in the Gog Magog yeah. invasion. Yeah, put up uh, that, right? Persia. And we're actually going to take the side of, in the latest outbreak, Hamas and Hezbollah. Um, we're kind of acting like a proxy in uh, the Middle East, in wow. uh, Israel, just like Iran is. And so <laughs> Iran, Russia, turning against Israel in the last days. The current situation there has um, expedited that yep. and not slowed it down at all. In fact, here is something that came out very recently from the Jerusalem Post. It says, Israel has no right to defend itself Gosh. as an occupying power. Uh, Russia's representative to the UN said at an emergency special session of the UN General Assembly on Wednesday. So this guy just showed up at the UN and then says, you know what, um, what's going on now with Israel and, and being attacked from Gaza? Uh, Israel has no right to defend herself. That makes sense. Because after all, Israel is an occupying power. She's, she's there illegally. And so Israel can be hit incredibly, as we have seen. But she has no right as a nation, a sovereign nation, to defend herself. So right. that is now the position of Russia. So the current situation from October the 7th to the present is causing Russia to fit exactly into the prophetic orbit Ezekiel described, teaming up with Iran yes. against the nation of Israel. Would you add anything to that? Uh, it, it's just, you know, once again, God is proven right. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. Let's move to Iran herself. Here is uh, a map with Persia or Iran circled. And so if you'll notice this map, Iran is also, along with Russia, one of the principal invaders, you know, in the in the last days. And what's very interesting is uh, when Ezekiel had his prophecy 2,600 years ago, Iran was actually one of the good guys. She wasn't called Iran at that point. She was called Persia. But it was the Persians that were going to let the Jews out of the uh, Babylonian captivity. Right. And Ezekiel, of course, was writing during the Babylonian captivity. So the Persians conquered the Babylonians. And it was the Persians that released Israel from the Babylonian captivity. That's 
by the way, predicted many places in the Bible, but here's a picture of the Cyrus cylinder. This is the uh, King Cyrus of Persia boasting in his conquest of Babylon, which happened in Daniel 5, which was instrumental in allowing uh, the Persians coming to power, allowing the Jews to return to their homeland yes. after the 70-year captivity. And so when Ezekiel had this prophecy, probably made no sense to him because Persia was one of the good guys. Yeah. In fact, Iran was an ally of the West and an ally of Israel and up until 1979. Yeah. And then everything shifted when the Shah was deposed and replaced with the Ayatollah. So Ezekiel's prophecies made no sense in Ezekiel's day. They made no sense prior to 1979. But oh my goodness, they're certainly um, <laughs> swinging into full bloom today, aren't they? So with all of that being said, here is an article that says, Iran says Israel has crossed the red line and warn what's coming will involve everyone. That's important. Jack Davis, October 29th, 2023, Western Journal. What does this article say? As Israeli forces ground deeper into Gaza Sunday, Iranian President Ibrahim Razi posted a foreboding social uh, media message, quoting, Zionist regime's crimes have crossed the red lines, which may force everyone to take action. Washington asks us to not do anything, but they keep giving widespread support to Israel, Rossi said in a post on X. Quoting again, he says, Americans who claim human rights, who equip and support this fake and anti-human regime with military equipment for crimes in Gaza, what answer do they have to their nation and the nations of the world for these actions, the statement said. So here's Rossi saying we're going to get involved. Israel has crossed a red line. What has Israel done? I mean, they've been attacked and they're yeah. trying to deal with the situation and root out terror cells in Gaza. Well, she's crossed a red line. I was watching uh, Kamala Harris recently being interviewed about this and the I'm reporter sorry. asked her what, what would you what would you say to Iran and she and she just said we would say to Iran don't well I'm sure Iran is really trembling in her their that was shoes scary. over that yeah because in Iran's mind America is helping Israel which is a genocidal power in their mind yeah completely false but that's what they believe and so iran is saying um, we're coming and once we come it will involve everyone they don't define who everyone is but i'll remind people that ezekiel predicts uh, a conglomerate of nations coming against israel in right. the last days which would include iran russia turkey and others but that's there right. are others involved so I'm telling you, Brother Jim, um, Iran is fitting into prophetic orbit as well. Yes, indeed. What about uh, Turkey? Uh, here is a map of Turkey as one of the principal invaders in Ezekiel 38 and 39. You'll notice that Ezekiel gave four names to Turkey. Mm -hmm. uh, Meshach, yes. Tubal, Gomer, and Tagarma. And if you're sort of fuzzy on how these ancient names correlate with modern day nations, I would encourage people to get my book, The Middle East Meltdown, yes. The uh, Coming Islamic Invasion of Israel, where you know we have time to in the book to document these things that we don't necessarily ha have time to do on our news program. But I was just uh, did a little traveling in the, into the Middle East, as you know. Yes. Uh -huh. And we went to Turkey. And, of course, we had a, a, a Turkish tour guide when we were in Ephesus, and he really f filled us with, spread a lot of propaganda on us that, oh, don't believe the fake news. Turkey is with the United States, and <laughs> Turkey is with Israel. And at that point, I said to my wife, I wonder if this guy's ever read Ezekiel 38, 39, because Ezekiel gives not one name for Turkey, but four. And he says, keep your eyes on Turkey. And the relationship between Turkey and Israel is similarly 
disintegrating. That's true. Notice this, and it's happening, it's been happening for a while, but it's been compounded and expedited since the events of October the 7th. Notice this article from allisraelnews.com, October the 30th, 2023. Recent Turkey-Israel reconciliation falls apart. Yeah. After so. Erdogan, the leader of Turkey, blasts Israel, calling it a war criminal. Mm. The Republic of Turkey and Israel had only recently begun to repair political and economic connections after almost a decade of frozen ties. Just last year, the two nations agreed to reappoint ambassadors, each of whom arrived in the respective countries earlier this year. The, move to draw, the moves to draw closer were halted late last week as Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan blasted Israel in a speech on Saturday where he praised the Palestinians in Gaza, called Hamas freedom fighters, and labeled Israel a war criminal. So Hamas is a freedom fighter? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's the mindset of the... A Harris-Biden administration. Mm. Um, yes. And, and and Israel, of course, is a war criminal. Yeah. So these unspeakable acts, rape, decapitation of <sighs> children, I mean, all of these things, killing innocent people, unprovoked, Gosh. has just happened to the Jewish people. And um, the people committing the violence are the freedom fighters. And the people being victimized are war criminals. That's the type of perverted, mm. sick... Uh, analysis that's floating around out here. And the leader of Turkey, Erdogan, is espousing this exact same thing. He is. Continuing the article, several times during his speech, he referred to the historical borders of the Ottoman Empire and appeared to indicate willingness to join Hamas's struggle. In the same speech, Erdogan appeared to threaten Israel, saying, quote, from now on, we will continue on our path with the motto that we may suddenly knock on your door one night, close quote. And whose door is that? That's Israel's door. Yes. We're coming. Mm -hmm. Following the Turkish leader's speech, Israel announced that it was ordering all of its diplomatic representatives to return to Israel and said it would be re-evaluating its relationship with Turkey, quoting, given the grave statements coming from Turkey, I have ordered the return of diplomatic representatives there in order to conduct a reevaluation of the relations between Israel and Turkey, Israeli Foreign Minister Eli Cohen wrote on X on Saturday. So Turkey was trying to get along with Israel, and Israel was trying to get along with Turkey, but that situation is gone. Yeah, we're to the point where they're withdrawing diplomatic representatives from each other's countries. Um, Russia uh, was trying to get along with Israel, but sorry, Israel, um, the Ir Iranians are more important to us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, every single nation that Ezekiel talks about is is fitting into prophetic alignment, and it's getting clearer. Yes. Uh, because of the events of October 7th. Uh, Erdogan is on record saying Israel is a criminal. Um, if you put this slide up here of Joan Peter's book and also uh, the dissertation, which became a book of Dr. Jacques Gauthier, those sources will demonstrate to you that Israel is doing nothing illegal. Correct. All this idea of occupation and illegality are refuted in those sources. Uh, but, you know, why let truth stand in the way of a narrative you're trying to create? Exactly. Here is um, a screenshot of the Express where Erdogan is continuing to um, raise his voice against the nation of Israel. What does that headline say? Erdogan threatens to declare war on Israel and send military to Gaza in chilling warning. Yeah, and read the bottom right. part. The too. Turkish president suggested in a speech at a pro-Palestinian rally this afternoon that Turkey can come at any night unexpectedly. Any night unexpectedly. Wow. Um, our, our Turkish tour guide certainly wasn't making us aware of these kinds of news pieces. No, I guess not. Um, yeah. When he was saying that all of the you know hostility. Uh, of Turkey against Israel in the West is fake news. Well, it's it's not fake news. 
Turkey is falling into the prophetic orbit that God said she would fall into Absolutely right. in the last days. Now, one of the players that is not mentioned in Ezekiel 38 and 39, but we believe has a major role to play is China. That's right. Let's go to our next bullet point here, China. We believe that China is the one of the kings of the East and <clears throat> we're here in the, if you look at our tribulation judgments chart, we're dealing with trumpet judgment number six and bowl judgment number six. Um, help us with trumpet judgment number six, Revelation 9 verses 13 through 16. All right, Revelation 9, 13 through 16. And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. One saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpets, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. And the four angels who had been prepared for the hour and day and month and year were released so that they might kill a third of mankind. And the number of the armies of the horsemen <coughs> was 200 million. I heard the number of them. See, Revelation 9, 13 through 16 starts a process. Mm -hmm. It unleashes this vast army to the east of the Euphrates River. Uh, this army of 200 million travels across the Euphrates River towards northern Israel. Yeah. for the final battle called the Battle of Armageddon, and they slay a third of the earth's population in the process. Revelation 16, verse 12, which is the sixth uh, bowl judgment, is the completion of that process. What does that say? Revelation 16, 12. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river, the Euphrates, and its waters was dry, its water was dried up so that the way would be prepared for the kings from the east. And so as you look at this map here, the Euphrates is that uh, geographical marker that line of demarcation between the remote east and the far east. So yes. here comes this massive army into northern Israel in these final battles and for the for the final battle. The Euphrates River is supernaturally dried up. Mm -hmm. And as this army is moving um, from the Orient into the Middle East, they wipe out a third of the Earth's population. And so the big question is who who is this giant who are these giant kings of the East? Yeah. Well, we're following the interpretation of the late Dr. John Walvard, who in his Revelation commentary indicates who he thinks these kings of the East are. If you don't mind reading that last, uh, that last sentence. All right. Uh, quoting Dr. Walvard, the rising power of parts of the Orient in our day in countries such as Japan, China, India, as well as lesser nations, makes such an invasion a reasonable prediction. So one of those powers could very well be China, is what Absolutely he was saying. Right, yeah. So this is why it's so interesting to see a now a, in addition to these other nations that we've mentioned, a Chinese presence. Yeah. Now they've dispatched ships and so forth uh, to that part of the world. They have the and largest nation. I mean, a Navy, you meant to say. Largest, largest Navy, Navy. Not largest Navy. And I found this particular article from Fox News, October 31st, very, very interesting that Israel is omitted from online maps in China wow. amid war on Hamas in Gaza. Wow. Um, help us with that article. People in China are calling attention to the fact that the state of Israel is not present on online maps in China, a concerning development given China's historical obsession with map boundaries. <laughs> Searching for Israel on Baidu Maps portal prompts it to zoom in on the correct region, but Israel's name is absent from the map despite cities like Jerusalem being correctly marked. Israel's neighbors like Jordan, Lebanon, and Egypt also appear and are named accurately on the maps. China has a long history of hyper-focusing on maps. <laughs> it has redrawn maps in recent months in an effort to lay claim to disputed territory in spats with India and Malaysia. China's strong relationship with Iran may be a reason for Israel's absence from the map. 
China remains Israel, uh, excuse me, China remains Iran's largest trading partner, and Iran is the prime source of funding for both Hamas and Hezbollah, terror groups devoted to the destruction of Israel. The U.S. has also acknowledged China's obsession with maps. So in a country that knows a lot about maps and is overkill on maps, Israel doesn't even appear. Right. On the on the map now, the city of Jerusalem does, mm -hmm. but there's no nation of Israel, <laughs> conveniently, uh, to which the city of Jerusalem belongs to. Yeah, um, and it's kind of interesting that this the article says this has something to do with their relationship to Iran, mm -hmm. one of the players in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Yeah. So Russia is shifting mm -hmm. against Israel because of Iran. Yep. China is shifting against Israel because of Iran. This is exactly what Ezekiel 38 and 39 anticipates wow. and also what's anticipated by my understanding in the sixth uh, trumpet judgment and sixth golden bowl um, of wrath judgment. And w when a nation won't even acknowledge your existence on, on a map, basically the reason they're doing that is they're getting ready to invade you. Um, here is yeah, a map point. taken from uh, some of the folks on our recent trip on their uh, airline trip. This is an image from Qatar Airlines flying towards Rome. They got a quick picture of it and sent it to me. Um, you'll notice, Brother Jim, that the name Israel doesn't even appear on this Islamic map no. on this uh, Qatar Airlines. It just says Palestinian territories yeah now why why is this significant because a country that won't acknowledge the existence of another country on something as simple as a map is getting ready to invade destroy and to wipe out that country wow um, so china like everybody else is fitting into um prophetic orbit jumping well. on the bandwagon yeah and it's kind of interesting how Iran is sort of this t titular head, if I can use that expression, um, influencing all of these other countries. Who would have imagined <laughs> that? Iran, the number one state sponsor of terror. Wow. Uh, and Ezekiel saw them as Persia at a time when Persia was the good guy, yeah. not the right. bad guy. So I don't know, Brother Jim, what to say other than we're living in uh, tremendously... Uh, significant messianic and prophetic times. Would you I, I add believe anything? you're absolutely right. Well, with that being said, let's go to our last area here. This deals with global anti-Semitism. Um, it goes back to the prophecies that Feinberg was referencing, the world against Israel. And with all of that being said, we have this article from the Wall Street Journal October 30th, 2023, the title of it is The Global War on the Jews. Boy, that sounds like what Feinberg and it does. before him Zechariah were talking about. Anti-Semitism surges even in the West. Now, as our administration is trying to combat what they call Islamophobia, right? you know, the, the Jews persecuting the Muslims, uh, the truth of the matter is that the, there is a global war on the Jews. It's not Islam that's under attack. It's the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and anyone that will stand with them. That's true. That yes. are under attack. Mm -hmm. And what has begun October 7th has just expedited this. Yeah. So with all that being said, help us with that article. If you all can. right, ladies and gentlemen, put your seatbelts on. <laughs> The disturbing fact of the past month is that Jews are under attack not only in Israel and not only by Hamas. The weeks since the barbaric October 7th Hamas invasion of Israel have witnessed physical assaults on Jews the world over, including in the U.S. and Europe. This weekend, hundreds of rioters in Dagestan, Russia, stormed an airport in search of Jewish travelers. More on that in just a moment. What's going on in Germany? Germany has witnessed a spate of anti-Semitic incidents, including an attack with Molotov cocktails against a synagogue in Berlin on October 18th. 
Some Jews found stars of David painted on their homes, an echo of the Nazi persecution. So we actually have a photo of that. Stars of David painted on Jewish homes to identify them, obviously for further persecution. Exactly. I mean, it's it's. This is the same kind of insanity that was going on in the 1930s. Absolutely. Late 1930s before Hitler yes. grabbed the reins of power. Continue, please. And it continues, folks. Two Jewish children in London, uh, excuse me, two Jewish schools in London closed for a period over safety concerns. And some British Jews no longer feel safe wearing visible symbols of their faith. Tens of thousands of protesters in London over three successive weekends called for jihad and chanted from the river to the sea, a demand for the erasure of Israel and by extension its citizens. A crowd in Sydney, Australia chanted, gas the Jews after the Hamas attack. Now we've seen video of that. This is unbelievable. Um, there they are in Sydney, this crowd saying, gas the Jews. Oh, unbelievable. And then, um, well, continue please. Oh my goodness. The Anti-Defamation League last week, last week reported a 388% increase in anti-Semitic incidents from October 7th through the 23rd, compared with the same period a year ago. The 312 incidents the ADL recorded included a car carrying individuals with Palestinian flags allegedly swerving towards a Jewish family and several alleged assaults by pro-Palestinian protesters. The ADL tally counts 109 anti-Israeli rallies that featured support for Hamas or violence against Jews in Israel. These and too many other incidents to count uh, paid to the notion that one can distinguish anti, or, or I guess what they're saying here is it, it uh, allows people to say there's no distinction between anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism since October 7th. Yeah, now with all of these statistics, um, a, a reported 388% increase in anti-Semitic incidents and the administration is worried about Islamophobia. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, are, yeah. are they living in the same real world that the rest of us are living in? I guess and, they can't read. And this uh, intellectual distinction these academics make between uh, anti-Semitism is wrong. We're not anti-Semitic, but right. we are anti-Zionist. Yes, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> that's the way they think. In other words, uh, we're against the right of the Jews to return to their homeland, but that's just anti-Zionism. Mm -hmm. It's not anti-Semitism. Yeah. Forgetting the fact that the reason the Jews returned to their homeland is to escape the worldwide <laughs> persecution that they had gone through for the last <laughs> yes. 2,000 years. Yes, the very thing that they're experiencing now. Yes. All right, shall we continue? Please. Uh, it goes on to say, yet many Western intellectuals and a growing number of politicians insist on maintaining this false distinction. And this next sentence is powerful. Uh, yes, it is. Before there was a Chancellor Hitler in 1933, there were roving bands of brown shirts inflicting political and anti-Semitic violence on the streets of Germany. So Hitler didn't come to power in a vacuum. No, he did not. Um, before he was Chancellor in 1933, there was a roving band of brown shirts inflicting political and anti-Semitic violence on the streets of Germany. With uh, his full support. With his full support. And he just kind of came in and, you know, the, the structure was already built before he mm. came to power. And uh, is that not what the kind of thing that we're seeing now? Absolutely. Uh, it's almost like the 1930s, as we've said before. Are repeating themselves. Yes. Now we've been referencing Dagestan, Russia. This is um, uh, a, a sickening mm -hmm. event that happened. This is from the Gateway Pundit, Kristen Taylor, the author, October 29th, 2023. I would encourage people to get this uh, article and read it because embedded into the article are multiple videos mm -hmm. of showing this happening. Um, live and it 
it says this, terrifying videos. A Muslim lynch mob searches for Jews at a Russian airport in Dagestan. Unbelievable. Uh, they storm the concourse and the tarmac trying to search a plane after there was a rumor that this flight was coming from Israel. Yeah. Terrifying videos out of Dagestan, Russia show thousands of Muslims storming the Makakala Utash airport in search of Jews after rumors spread that a flight from Israel had landed there. The videos, peppered with the familiar cries of Allah, 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 I can't say it, Allahu Akbar, show the mob at the entrance to the airport, in the concourse, in the service corridors, and then storming the tarmac, interrogating staffers. One video purports to be of a Russian pilot warning passengers to not open the plane doors. Another shows the mob detaining a man they suspect is Jewish and taking his phone and passport. Uh, then there's an update. It says ABC News reporter Ariel Rashef, quoting, anti-Semitic mob tears through the airport in Dagestan, Russia. The Ministry of Health of Dagestan reports about more than 20 injured people at the airport. Ten people are, are at the hospitals, including two in serious conditions. So we have a plane from Israel to Dagestan, Russia, and as that plane lands, it, it, uh, the tarmac and concourse are overwhelmed by an Islamic mob shouting Allahu Akbar, trying to find anybody on the plane that's Jewish to, to do them injury or to do them harm. And the current administration is worried about Islamophobia. Yeah, I mean, right. what, what, in, what, I mean, it's just insane uh, what's going on. This is the worldwide hatred of the Jews. Yes, sir. Now, uh, Charles Feinberg said it was coming. Zechariah before him said it was coming. Yep. It's here. It's here. The world is turning against Israel. And even in the midst of all of this, God is using it because more and more Jews are going to start leaving Russia and going back to the land of Israel, which will continue to fulfill the prophecies of them returning from worldwide dispersion yeah. into their own homeland. And so I believe this could be one of the reasons why God is allowing this worldwide anti-Semitism to continue on mm -hmm. um, in these last days. Wow. Um, now, certainly, Brother Jim, the United States of America would be a safe haven, would it not? Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Against this uh, anti-Semitic insanity. But think again. Notice this article from frontpagemag.com, October 26, 2023. Sarah Dogan, if I'm pronouncing her name right, or Dogan. Universities celebrate the mass murder of Jews. American wow. <laughs> academia wow. has descended into barbarism. And I like this article because it's comprehensive. It yes. just goes through all of these different schools mm -hmm. and identifies the anti-Semitic fever pitch, which has broken out. So yeah. let's see how far we can get into this. All right, here we go. At Harvard, arguably... America's most prestigious university, I could argue that, <laughs> over 30 student organizations signed onto a statement declaring that they hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfold, unfolding violence. Not to be outdone by Harvard, the Students for Justice in Palestine chapter at Brown University released its own statement co-signed by the Graduate Labor Organization and Teaching Assistant Labor Organization, as well as 25 additional organizations, stating that, quote, we, the undersigned, hold the Israeli regime and its allies unequivocally, uh, unequivocally responsible for all suffering and loss of life, Palestinian or Israeli. 
What's going on at Cornell? Well, let's find out. At Cornell University, the same uh, Students for Justice in Palestine held a rally to stop Israel's annihilation of Gaza. Completely backwards. Yes. Israel is attacked. <laughs> yes. She's defending herself. And get ready for this, folks. History professor Russell Rickford, who spoke at the rally, declared Hamas's barbaric attack which included the rape of women, the beheading of babies, and the deaths of entire families as exhilarating. That's his direct quote. Wow. You know, that's how he looks at this tourism. Goodness gracious. That's exhilarating. Well, what's uh, going on at Yale? Yale University professor Zarina Grewal tweeted in a support of Hamas, calling October 7th an extraordinary day. She went on to justify the barbaric violence unleashed on Israeli civilians, writing, quote, prayers for Palestinians. Israel is a murderous, genocidal settler state, and Palestinians have every right to resist through armed struggle solidarity. See, folks, if you want to know why the young people of today don't know up from down, yeah. it's because they're sitting under these people yes. that are anti-Semitic activists masquerading as scholars. Mm. Um, what's going on elsewhere at Columbia University? All right. Meanwhile, 20 campus groups at Columbia University signed a statement condoning and justifying Hamas's atrocities against Jews, describing the wholesale slaughter of infants and children and the rape of women as resistance and blaming Israel and America for the violence, writing, quote, the weight of responsibility for the war and casualties undeniably lies with the Israeli extremist government and other Western governments, including the United States government, which fund and staunchly support Israeli aggression, apartheid, and settler colonization. So Israel brought all this on herself since October 7th. Wow. And, it, and the people that did this are freedom fighters. And it's exhilarating to watch them work. Unbelievable. Um, I wish we had time to read this whole article, but you'll find similar happenings it at goes the University, on and on. University of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, Stanford, these are all our elite colleges. Supposedly. Um, UC Berkeley. Yep. Uh, Georgetown. The University of Michigan. Hmm. Uh, Tufts University. Um, City of University New York. City College of New York. Brooklyn College. Hmm. John Jay College. Wow. Would you mind picking it up there on page 19 where it says at the bottom, as Daniel Greenfield wrote recently? All right. Let's see here. As Daniel Greenfield wrote recently, quoting, the, radical, the radicalization of universities has made them into safe spaces for the worst possible extremists. Conservative faculty and all opposing voices have been banished from campuses. Pro-Israel and conservative students have learned to hide their views to avoid becoming targets, and curriculum changes have turned places of learning into Marxist indoctrination centers. So if you come from a pro-Israel Zionist perspective, your voice is not even heard. And if you have those views, you better keep your mouth shut because you're intimidated. And um, this is the state of America's campuses. The world, Feinberg said, is going to be bitten by this virus of anti-Semitism in the last days. And yeah. this stuff is just marching right through academia. What would you add to the that? The only thing I would say is look back to the 60s <laughs> when people started talking about the universities being taken over by Marxists. Yeah. And look where we are today. Now they've had all this time to indoctrinate <laughs> our children. And here they are. And here they are. Uh, this, it's the ripened fruit. Yeah, that's of, exactly what it is. Seeds that were planted a long time ago. One more um, quick article here from Town Hall. Sarah Arnold. 
October the 29th, 2023, massive pro-Palestinian protests raged through the U.S. this weekend. What does that say? The U.S., folks. Massive pro-Palestine protests erupted across the United States since the October 7th Hamas terrorist attacks in Israel that left more than 1,400 dead. At least 7,000 protesters rushed to the Brooklyn Bridge, halting traffic and cheering on the barbaric attacks Israel has endured for the past four weeks. You know, I saw some live footage of those people jammed on the Brooklyn Bridge, and there was similar footage of them jamming uh, bridges in in Europe. Yeah. And it's overwhelming when you look at that footage of the, the this mass uh, uh, sea of propagandized humanity yeah. standing with the terrorists against civilization. Yeah. Gosh. They somehow think they're going to be exempted, I yeah. guess. Continuing the article. In addition, hundreds of pro-Palestine protesters staged a sit-in at Grand Central Station in New York City, causing demonstrators to clash with police officers. Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Chicago also saw protesters in support of Palestine, where demonstrators shut down roads and highways. So in a country where you think this kind of thing, mindset wouldn't exist, it's prevalent everywhere. Yes. And that's what Feinberg, quoting Zechariah, said would happen. The world would be bitten by this virus of anti-Semitism in the last days, and, and we're, we're seeing it. Amen, brother. With all of that being said, Brother Jim, just by way of review, you know, we've looked at the folly of this two-state solution. We've seen how Russia, Iran, Turkey, and China are fitting into the exact orbit that the Bible says they would exist in the last days. Absolutely. And yes. then we've explored anti-Semitism, which is global. Yeah. I mean, this is worldwide. And uh, the United States is not exempted from it. Um, in the midst of all of this difficulty, we do have some good news. We what, do. Is, what is that? Titus 2.13, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Christ Jesus. So the world is growing, quoting the late Adrian Rogers, gloriously dark. I mean, what God said would happen is happening. But yes. against yes. the backdrop of that, there's this tremendous promise of the yes. Lord's return to rescue the church from planet Earth via the rapture before the wrath of God hits this planet. And, yes. and the wrath of God is coming. It is. Um, if people want to be dialed into that promise, it's, it's just a matter of hearing the gospel. Jesus, through his death, burial, resurrection... And ascension paid a price to reconcile us back to God that we couldn't pay because of our sin. Yes. And he asked us to trust not in our own good works to be reconciled to God, but in the good work that he accomplished for us 2,000 years ago. And I hope the Holy Spirit, pray that the Spirit of God would be at work as people see all of these things coming yes. to pass. Amen. Yes. Understanding the veracity of the Bible and react accordingly that there is a Savior Amen. and to trust in Him and Him alone. People can do that right now, even as we're talking. I hope people will continue to follow along with our ministry on our app. Um, all of our recent shows are uploaded there regularly. I hope people will follow along with us in podcast format. Pastor's Point of View is now available in podcast format. Just go to wherever it is you get your podcasts and put Andy Woods Ministries into our uh, the search engine and our show will show up. Um, people might be interested in the links that we quote from. So just go to andywoodsministries.org and there on the homepage, there's a conspicuous way to sign up for our newsletter. And every time we post a pastor's point of view show, these show notes will show up in your inbox. Yes, sir. I want to make people aware of our conference that's coming up here at Sugarland Bible Church. And boy, are we going to have a lot to talk about given the trajectory of world events. It's a conference dealing with uh, from flood to final days. Yes. Uh, and and uh, dealing with the times in history where God brings judgment because creation and the end times, uh, those are twins, twin doctrines. Yes, sir. So Russ Miller is going to be addressing things from the creation end 
Dr. David Reagan, myself, and Olivier Milnick are going to be delivering messages on Bible prophecy. And um, the, there's a banquet Friday evening, February 23rd. The all-day conference is on Saturday. We hope people will stick around on Sunday as uh, some of our speakers will be presenting here at Sugarland Bible Church yes. Sunday morning, which is the 25th. So just take the whole weekend and come out and join us. Free live streaming, by the way. And the banquet, unfortunately, Brother Jim, is all filled up. But call the church or go to um, our registration page and get on the waiting list. I think it would be better than calling that the church. That would probably be better, yes. But we have plenty of room for the conference, so we hope people yes. will sign up for that. And, of course, you don't have to register to show up on Sunday morning. That's true. Just show up and, and be edified. I'm also the president of a school, Chafer Theological Seminary, if you're interested in uh, online. Great school. Theological training, go to www.chafer.edu. Pretty tough uh, prophecy update for today, Brother Jim. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add? only thing I'll add is this, is what a glorious time and opportunity we have to be salt and light to the world around us. Yeah, I mean, where else are people going to go to to get information like this? It's only the Christian with their eyes on God's prophetic word. Yes that's able to um, sort of categorize the signs of the times. Amen, brother. So with that being said, uh, we want to thank you for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time on Pastor's Point of View. God bless you. God bless.